Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Don't be afraid. It's only beyond the third dimension on the Voice America Kids channel. Now, here are your frightening hosts. Welcome to Voice America Kids Beyond the Third Dimension. This is the show where we talk about all the paranormal stuff and the things that go bump in the night. I'm Madeline. And I'm Emily. And our topic today is the paranormal activity. So, Emily, what do you think is actually real with all the paranormal stuff? Well, Madeline, I think that's a very interesting topic. I love to learn about the different things that ghost hunters use to detect paranormal activity or what they will brand as paranormal activity. Such as EMF detectors? Oh, those are the coolest things ever, especially because they have a lot of practical uses outside the paranormal. Mm-hmm. But that's also the bad thing is when you're doing ghost hunting adventures, it can detect certain things that you think may be some paranormal spirits, but they're not actually that. I have something very interesting to say about that, but first I think that we should talk a little bit more about what EMFs are. Okay. The natural EMF de- EM detector detects radio microwaves that changes in extremely weak static and natural magnetic fields using both a needle and type meter and audible tone. It detects radio transmitters, geomatic storms, unusual magnetic... Geomagnetic. Geomagnetic. I'm sorry, I just made you look stupid on air, but... Unusual magnetic (laughs) solar activity, electrical activity of storms, leaky microwave ovens, uh, (laughs) magnetized rocks or bed frames, analog cellular phone, EMF output, and concealed surveillance bugs. Uh, Because it sometimes detects the electrical presence of a person, it is good for paranormal studies, but it is also sensitive to electric fields of as little as 3 VM. (laughs) with a full scale. Madeline, can I just interject? Yes. Do you completely understand what V over M is? Not really. Do you think our viewers would completely understand what V over M is? No. So let's put this in simple terms. It can Um, also detect human electricity. Well, right. But let's put this in terms that would be easier to understand. It can measure magnetic field changes as small as 0.5% of Earth's magnetic field. So it can measure really minute field differences and I think that's the basic gist of it that they need to know. Yes so if you set it to a certain certain setting I think it can detect a small amount of electricity so you can pick up those spirits. I agree and uh, you said earlier that it could be a liability on a ghost hunt because it picks up things that aren't necessarily ghosts. Mm -hmm. I disagree with you. Really? As usual. (laughs) I think that it's much less of a liability because you can figure out EMFs, electromagnetic fields, when they're in high uh, amounts, it can really affect the human brain and kind of mess with you Mm. because of the radio waves that it's giving off and its effect on your brain. It can cause paranoia and the feeling like you're being watched, things like that. So if they could find a place that has high EMFs in your house, like old pipes or a a radiator, Mm -hmm. then they could easily uh, deflect some of the stories that they feel watched in their house or things like that. Or leaky microwaves. <laughs> or leaky microwaves. <laughs> I'm pretty sure if, if you are having some microwave trouble, call the ghost hunters. 
Yes. Or call us. <laughs> we can come tell you if it's leaking or not. Yeah. Might not be as good as some other people, but you know, we, we, it's company. We will put in our fighting chance, and we will try our best to determine your microwave problems. <laughs> <laughs> and tell you what's real and what's not. Which is actually hard to determine on a show, do you believe? How do you mean? Like, uh, when you see the spike of, like, on the EMF detector, you're not actually there to feel what they're feeling, and the camera doesn't show you the full view of what's around, so you don't know if there's actually right next to it on the floor a leaky microwave mm -hmm. just spilling right. everywhere, or um, some electromagnetic rocks underneath. They could be pointing on the ground, and then the vision is kind of fuzzy, so you don't actually see that, but then they say, oh, there must be a spirit right here trying to talk to us. I think that you're absolutely more than right. If we wanted to hoodwink you guys, say say we were out on our ghost adventures, and we'd never do this because I don't even believe in ghosts. I don't see why I would want to make... I mean, I believe in them, but it's, it's a whole other story. I don't see why I would want to make you think that there was something there that wasn't. We would but try. we could totally do that. We would try to We could easily everything else right. that could be. Right, but if we weren't us, if we were some evil people that weren't as awesome and wonderful, we could easily trick you guys into thinking that hey look there's an apparition right there and i'm screaming and running we could say hey how about you go out of your house for two hours and then come back and we'll tell you what we have found and we'll rig a bunch of well strings. that's what happens a lot on those shows mm -hmm. and you are listening to voice america kids network beyond the third dimension i'm madeline and i'm emily so uh, we've been talking about emf detectors and trying to determine what is real through the scientific process and even on the shows, how it's really hard to know what's real because of all the different things that they could be doing to trick you. Mm -hmm. I think that we covered a lot of it, but there's still a lot of questions that you could ask about that. And yes. One of my questions for you, because you're all high and mighty and I worship you. No, I don't. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Madeline's awful. I don't like her at all. <laughs> I'm just kidding. And But I do have a question for you. Do you think that EMF detectors are helpful? I think it actually is half and half, mm -hmm. just because you really have to know the equipment and what's around you first before you uh, do the EMF detector. I think what we should do before we go on our actual hunt is record this beforehand, is go around and actually track, okay, here, this is where one of the main pipes go, and make sure there's no extra stuff that could be interfering. Right. Would you recommend that for... Uh a lot of amateur ghost hunters? Yes, I would. Yeah, so would I. <laughs> we are amateur ghost hunters, but we still... Very amateur. <laughs> but we We're so amateur that uh, I think that you could run across my room in a sheet and I'd probably freak out. Mostly because I'd freak out because you were in my room in a sheet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, goodness. But, you know, EMFs are a real thing. And I have an example, if you'd allow me to share this. Go ahead. My little sister sleeps in the same bed that I used to sleep in. We used to share a room, and I would wake up in the middle of the night freaking out. Like, I'd hear people walking across my room, and I'd feel like people were touching my legs, and I'd freak out. And I'd run out of the room, and I'd sleep in the loft a lot. And I was 12. I mean, I wasn't a little kid. But when I moved out of that room, everything was fine, and I didn't sleep there anymore, and it was good. I didn't hear anything. And then a couple days later, Lilia came into my room, and she's my little sister. She's crying her eyes out, and she says, Emily, I feel like people are touching my legs, and I'm really scared because she had moved down to my bunk. And she slept in my room for weeks because she was afraid and she was hearing things. 
and I don't think that we have a haunted bunk bed. I, I really do not believe that this is what it is. But there are a couple electrical um, appliances around there. A couple, by that I mean like five. And <laughs> a lot of plugs are in the room and one of them isn't covered and I feel like that could have something to do with it. So if I had my hands on an EMF detector, then I could disprove that. Yes, that would be a great thing to do. Maybe we can do that sometime. Mm-hmm. We well, can that, spend a night at your house. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Let's go to your house and check my sister's room for EMFs. <laughs> Madeline Todd. Jeez, what? girly. Nothing. You're just so ridiculous. But that would be a really cool show, you know? I think it definitely would. This is my old bedroom where I'm examining my sister's bed. Oh, oh no, there's, there's a some dirty doll. underwear. <laughs> there's a creepy doll over there. Looks like it's very heavy. Oh, no, it is. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, no. I gave her some of my old dolls because they were creeping me out. I Maybe they're the source of the... the yes, like, they're the source track. of the evil. No. They were in my room sitting on my dresser, and when I was a little kid, I heard the Chucky story. I hate porcelain dolls now, so I gave them all to her. It's like, here, have my creepy dolls. They'll stare at you while you sleep. That's nice. Well, she likes them. Yeah. <laughs> That's another thing that Hollywood scares you with, is all the doll stories. So now, <laughs> like, when when you get to a certain age you like you like dolls up until then and then you see hear the stories and that's what gets you really paranoid is and then you start giving the dolls away i think that's the main reason we don't all grow up with dolls i agree that's why teddy bears are better yeah but you know there are a lot of people who are afraid of dolls and i think that part of it is the fact that their faces really don't move but they have those glossy eyes so it's easy for the light to refract off of it and make it feel like you know you're being stared at mm-hmm. very easy it's just really creepy when you have a bunch of dolls lined up at the end of a bed. Ugh. I yeah. will never stay a night in one of those... Old people houses. One of those rooms. Just because I will be thinking about, oh my gosh, is okay, I know I'm just paranoid, but what if there really is something here? When I was, <laughs> but when I don't I have was... the equipment to prove it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, actually, a Ghost Hunters did one of the episodes a couple years back on Halloween. They did mm-hmm. a special where it was Ghost Hunters Marathon all night long. All night. And there was one lady who called in the Ghost Hunters because she swore that her dolls were demonic and they were, like, attacking her at night. So they videotaped the dolls all night long. They spent the whole entire time that they were there videotaping these dolls. Nothing happened. (laughs) She was just crazy. So we'll be right back. I'm Madeline. I'm Emily. And keep it right here. You are listening to Voice America, Beyond the Third Dimension. Stay connected. Sign up for our newsletter. Go beyond your favorite Voice America shows. Visit iradioblog.com. Kids these days are so connected to the media that they can't help but be surrounded by news and politics. Today's kids get more information than kids of past generations, and because of that, they have more informed opinions. Kids today may not be able to vote yet, but they can certainly influence voters and issues with their voices. Tune in every week for America Today and talk about the issues and influence the decision makers. America Today airs every Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. 
Now there's a new destination for video content, voiceamerica.tv, just like our radio channels and so much more. Voice America Variety, Health and Wellness, Business, Sports, Green Talk, Power Up Motorsports, and 7th Wave Network now have their own video channel components. Plus, check out exclusive programming, including movies, music, educational courses, science and history, current events, and short features. High-definition, premier-quality programs available 24-7, voiceamerica.tv. If you think you've seen online TV like this before, let us surprise you. Behind the Line is all about the inside of sports from a kid's point of view. This is a look at all of the action from Behind the Line. Join your host every Wednesday at 3 p.m. whether you're a kid or was a kid at some time in your life. We'll run down all of the scores, talk about the games of the past week, and preview what's coming up in the next week. You'll want to take notes because this is good stuff. The place to be Wednesdays at 3. That's 6 p.m. Eastern is the Voice America Kids channel for Behind the Line. Want to laugh yourself silly over the crazy happenings of the celeb world and beyond? Tune in to Behind the Mask on Voice America Kids. Your hosts will uncover the celebrities you know and love, along with some that you might not know in this country, but they are admired across the world. But it's not just the famous that need to look out. We'll look inside the music biz, stage, and of course, the big screen. Listen to Behind the Mask every Thursday at 8 p.m. on Broadway and 5 p.m. Hollywood side on the Voice America Kids channel. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. You're listening to Beyond the Third Dimension on Voice America Kids. Are you scared yet? Hello, and welcome back to the program on Voice America Kids Network, Beyond the Third Dimension. I'm still Madeline. And I'm still Emily. And our topic today is the paranormal activity. So, Emily, have you heard of Steven Spielberg? Oh, absolutely. Have you heard of the movie The Shining? I've heard of it. Not allowed to watch it. I'm still too not rated R. <laughs> I thought you were saying your age is still two. <laughs> like, yes, wow, I'm you're still two. Very smart for age two. Emily. Absolutely. Anyway, so rumor has it, Madeline. That hotel is actually where, well, the Stanley Hotel is actually where Steven Spielberg stayed and he got the idea for The Shining. That has got to be one freaky hotel. Yes. Do you want to tell us about it? A little bit. Um, There's been a lot of reports of paranormal activity. It's a really old hotel, and they have had reports of apparitions of children, mainly. I think that was part of The Shining. There were two kids. I don't know. Anyway, there's there's been apparitions of children there and objects moving around on their own, which I think is really creepy, because if something flew across the room at me, uh, no. It's like... Ow! What did I ever do to you? <laughs> you stayed in my room. Oh man. Anyway, this hotel offers ghost tours. They do? They do, and, and historical tours, but ghost tours are way more fun. There is actually also reports of a woman stayed in this one room, and she had her mattress like lifted up from multiple sides, and it was just shaking. Ugh. And she screamed so much that they, the hotel had the police take her away. <sighs> So cool. When Why the did they just get take the mattress? <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't me. It was it. I, I would laugh if someone just rigged it to where it was sort of like those massage chairs, and it made her think that it, someone was moving it. That would be an awesome prank. Oh goodness, yes. Hotels. Hotels are like the creepiest places ever because people, especially the old ones, have been staying there for years, mm-hmm. and you don't know what happens at hotels. I mean, I don't even want to know what happens at some hotels. 
Yeah, it could be built on an Indian reservation for all you know. That's the creepiest thing. Oh, this was built on an Indian graveyard, and so now they're all back to haunt you. It's like, oh, yeah, I so want to stay on the first floor. No, let's go in the basement. Oh, yeah. That's the weirdest thing. I don't know why people insist on building things on places like that. (laughs) Yeah. I'd be surprised if someone actually paid extra to stay in the basement all night. I wouldn't be surprised at all. I wouldn't be surprised if we ended up doing that. No. (laughs) The end, period, the end, no. Oh, I'll get you to do it sometime. Anyway, the Stanley Hotel is in Colorado. Where exactly is it? It's on the Colorado Resort, and if you want to look look more into them, you can email them at info at stanleyhotel.com. They also have a whole website, and they do the tours, so you can check all of that out. I think I'm going to have to do that sometime in the near future, Madeline. Yes, it looks like a really pretty hotel, so it's not just for all the haunts. Yeah, I'd just be there for the haunts. <laughs> I don't ski. I have nothing interesting in Colorado, except my uncle. But, yeah, he'll probably be, like, hitchhiking in Nicaragua or something. He's a crazy hippie. Speaking of interesting, there's also another thing that was reported about a woman and a man were staying in this one room. And they, the woman woke up because she thought she heard footsteps. And then she looked up, and she saw this man just crossing in front of her. She was about to say something, but he just kept on pacing. He wouldn't say anything. He just kept on pacing across the room. Um, something stopped her from talking to him. She looked over to wake up her husband, and he was awake too, just staring at it in fright. And he had a cowboy hat, so I get, she called him the cowboy. Whoa, wait, wait. Was her husband wearing a cowboy hat? No. <laughs> that person. Okay. She's like, why is he wearing a cowboy hat to bed? <laughs> no, that would, that would be weird. Momentarily, you made no sense. <laughs> Sorry. I apologize. Apology and, forgiven. And then the cowboy came over, walked next to the side of the bed, and kissed the woman on the head, and then just walked out. That is way too good to be true. She was totally dreaming. Come on, okay, so this this tall, dark, and handsome cowboy is pacing at the foot of her bed. She says nothing. Then he walks over and kisses her. She says nothing. Her husband's laying there seeing the whole thing. He says nothing. <laughs> Come on. Really? Yeah. No. That would be awesome. She was totally sleeping. <laughs> I have dreams about cowboys sometimes. Cowboys are great. <laughs> Do they come over and kiss you on the forehead? No. Oh man. I'm too short for the cowboys. That would be another reason to investigate your house, Emily. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. Definitely. So, cowboys. Demon cowboys live in Emily's house. <laughs> great. So there was actually a show on the Stanley Hotel. The Ghost Adventures went over there. And they did a uh, recording beforehand about... Like the day before their lockdown, and they set up cameras in each of the rooms that were reported, and one person stayed in each of the room and actually slept there the night, and it was really creepy to see all that. It was um, <laughs> one of the guys that was staying in the room that the woman had reported the cowboy. He had a wig on beforehand to try and get the guy to like kiss him on the forehead. <laughs> Something <laughs> that's ridiculous. Yes, it was. You are listening to the Voice America Kids Network Beyond the Third Dimension. I'm still Madeline. And hopefully, and cross your fingers, I'm still Emily. <laughs> so we have been talking about the Stanley Hotel and how Steven Spielberg stayed there and got The Shining, the idea for The Shining movie. You know what's creepier than hotels? What? Lighthouses. Oh, gosh. Think about all the tragedies that someone might have seen from on top of a lighthouse. Oh, gosh. All the ships crashing and people falling down the stairs i think that's probably one of the biggest things because 
hey, let's build a gigantic building and then see how long it takes for someone to fall off the top step and go tumbling downstairs. Or if you're in the lighthouse part exactly and something happened to the bulb where it just shattered. Ugh. Could you just think about that? Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I think about the worst possible situations, even when we're driving. Really M- scary to be inside my mind. Yes, I am. Very. Especially very when annoyed. some parents are, like, putting makeup on in the car. I just... My mind starts reeling, so I, I apologize. They're going to hit me, and we're going to die, and that wouldn't be funny, except then I'd come back as a ghost and wave at people. Yes, and I would try and help them understand what's going on to me, just like oh, I'm trying to do goodness now. Goodness gracious. <laughs> I don't think so. Anyway, lighthouses. The St. Augustine Lighthouse. Where is that? That is in the St. Augustine, Florida. See, I think the creepy thing about lighthouses is because in the building, a lot of things happen. In the building of this lighthouse, mm-hmm. three girls died because I guess their parents were builders and they were playing in a rail car. Why would they do that? Well, it was full of supplies because they're stupid. Ugh. Come on, Maddie, didn't you do stupid things when you were a little kid? Not really. Yeah, well, you were afraid to get in a car when you were a little kid, so. Yeah, that was pretty stupid. Mm-hmm. See, most little kids are a lot less fearless. Like, you know, you color on the walls, you jump on things that you're not supposed to. One time I stacked up a bunch of... Uh, clothing hampers and I jumped off the top. I don't know why. Really? Yeah. I think that might contribute to my fear of heights. Oh, I just made a psychological discovery. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, but these kids, they were just playing around and they got into a rail car. And since they were on the coast, the rail car started moving and they were little girls. So they didn't realize and it rolled into the water and they drowned. Why didn't they get out? Because they were rolling down a maddie okay so you're in a rail car you're no rolling i mean down once you get in the water it's like oh maybe there's water swim. surrounding me i think i should swim upwards or Consider maybe the push fact that maybe they can't swim there's a thing called buoyancy though yeah uh, in a maddie, person how long did it take for someone to teach you how to float when you were a kid not long oh it took I me like a year oh i learned pretty quickly but you don't just automatically know how to float but how young were they did they you were know? young i don't know exactly how young they were and take uh, in, into consideration that this is a legend about the lighthouse. Mm-hmm. So there's not a proven story. But True. this is the story. I would feel sorry for their parents, too. Mm-hmm. And something with them, I think I think those parents, if if they're not alive now, they would still have that sort of mental attachment to the lighthouse because their daughters died there to where even if they became apparitions, that they would still be roaming the lighthouse yep and then think about all the people all the people in the ships that could possibly haunt the lighthouse if mm-hmm. you know if there was such a thing as ghosts but in madeline talk the people in the ships who died and now they're stalking around the lighthouse where's my boat <laughs> i just want to find my boat i need some fish <laughs> these poor fish are just gonna live their lives happily below the sea under the sea oh sorry <laughs> that's what i started thinking of <laughs> special so, you know, there's also ghost fish in the lighthouse. I don't really? Know, no. Okay. That was a joke. It was a fail. Oh. But I was there's so many excited. things. Yeah, okay. Okay, I'm sorry. I crushed your hopes and dreams. But there's things like that. There's a lot of things that could have happened in a lighthouse that would leave some kind of uh, memory imprint maybe on the place. Mm-hmm. Which we, we will talk about later in the show, so you better stay tuned for that or something bad's going to happen to you. I don't know. Maybe some creepy guy in a sheet will come in your room. <laughs> But yeah, there's a, there must have been a bunch of boat crashes on the rocks if the lighthouse wasn't actually working at the time and the worker didn't check up on it. If there might have been something right, like I that. Right, I agree. 
Mm-hmm. So let's take a break right now. But I'm Madeline. And I'm Emily. Keep it right here. And you are listening to Voice America Kids Beyond the Third Dimension. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Do you believe in the supernatural? Well, some do and some don't, which is why Beyond the Third Dimension looks at both sides. You have one host who believes in ghosts, while the other can't think of anything more ridiculous. Put them together and you get some great discussion and some real discoveries and exploration of the paranormal, and then some. Tune in to Beyond the Third Dimension, airing Tuesdays at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Kids. And try not to be afraid of things that go bump in the night. Follow the Voice America Talk Radio Network on Twitter. We're at Voice America TRN. You'll get the latest fix on what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and general happenings that you should know about at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Now you don't have to miss anything when you're away from your home or office. Just go to twitter.com forward slash Voice America TRN or follow along with us at Voice America TRN, the Voice America Talk Radio Network. We're on the cutting edge of social media. Can you keep up? Kids face very tough and very real issues every single day. It can be bad. It can be ugly. Now there's something good that can help. Tune in to The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly on the Voice America Kids channel. We'll discuss the issues and provide solutions and connections to solutions that you will be able to use. Our show goes right to the heart of today's kids and beyond. Your parents will probably want to listen in, too. The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly airs Mondays at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 Eastern on Voice America Kids. You just love your pets. But sometimes they can get to be a handful. And just when you think you have them under control, that's when things get, well, crazy. For help, tune into Paul's Around the World. You'll get the inside secrets on keeping your pet the friend it's supposed to be, along with stories to keep you warm and fuzzy. Listen Fridays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Kids. We don't care how you got here. We're just glad you showed up. You're listening to Voice America Kids. You're listening to Beyond the Third Dimension on Voice America Kids. Are you scared yet? Thank you and welcome back to this program on Voice America Kids Beyond the Third Dimension. I'm Madeline. And I'm Emily. And our topic today is the paranormal activity. So we just got done talking about the Stanley Hotel, where Steven Spielberg got the idea for The Shining, and also the St. Augustine Lighthouse. In St. Augustine, Florida. Yes. And also some experiences and PMF detectors and how... EMF. EMF detectors and how they... (laughs) PMF. (laughs) And how they also detect other things besides just spirits, so it can kind of contradict the whole... And the letter P. Yes. <laughs> you can detect the letter P. Uh, well, the way you say it, it can. <laughs> I love you, Madeline. You know I'm kidding. So now we would like to talk about the types of haunts. So in folklore and legend, 
emphasis on those words, <laughs> they have a couple different categories that they classify the different haunts in. And one of them, and I think this one is more uh, usually correlated to apparitions and ghosts as we see them, would be the intelligent haunt. This, these seem to have human personalities and tendencies and often appear in human forms. They also are the kinds that would tend to show up in orbs and pictures and things. Mm. They, the, the way that you characterize these and the way that they're different from inhuman haunts, which we'll talk about later, is that they are responsive to changes and interferences around them. Really? So they're the kind of ghosts that you hear on Ghost Hunters when supposedly they catch them on EVPs and they're talking. That would be those kinds of ghosts. Oh my gosh. I've never thought about that before. Mm -hmm. So those would be the human kinds of ghosts. Um, they're usually attached to a specific place like um, a home or a lighthouse, maybe a hotel, but they're usually in homes because places like lighthouses and hotels have things called um, residual haunts. Mm. And residual haunts are basically essentially scenes from the past that are replayed and seen by living people. Oh. So I don't know how credible that is. I think it's ridiculously incredible, <laughs> if you ask me. But this is something that the ghost hunters use and base off of for a lot of their episodes and I know ghost adventures things like that mm -hmm. to classify what's going on and basically the theory is that it's a form of time displacement which basically if you're familiar with the theory that time is relevant and it can be bended like space yes I believe that mm -hmm, what happens is that it kind of gets misplaced like you put your keys in the wrong place sometimes mm -hmm. and it replays that's also a couple uh, a couple people believe that it could be affiliated with ufos but instead of being images from the past they're images from our future oh that's weird so that's a residual haunt which mm -hmm. is basically just a memory imprint there's nothing intelligent there if you talk to it it's not going to talk back to you <laughs> it, it really is not and then there's the inhuman haunt and that is what creeps me out and these are the kinds of things that I do sort of believe in. And it sounds a little bit backwards because these are like, oh, it's demons. And I think the intelligent haunt is a little bit more grounded than this one, but this is the one that I believe in, oddly enough. Mm -hmm. A lot of people, like I just said, affiliate it to demons, which in a lot of religions are workers of the devil. Okay. They can also be contributed to poltergeists, which are just angry ghosts. And they're, they tend to be intelligent, but in a different way than um, human haunts. Intelligent because, but creepy. Like well, they're more malevolent, mm -hmm. and they will hurt you. Like, they're violent. Yeah. They can be invited into homes through things like Ouija boards, voodoo magic. Stay away from those things. Oh, Ouija boards are creepy. Anyway, let me finish my sentence, and then we can talk about Ouija boards. Okay. Stop interrupting me. Go a Ouija board on you. <laughs> Jeez. Anyway, you can invite these people through Ouija boards, voodoo, magic, and talking to unseen things, which, first of all, that last one, I think it's ridiculous. It's just part of the theory, but part of the theory is that even having imaginary friends is opening a portal into, into that. Oh, I never thought because about that. Because it's like inviting people, oh, look, they're talking to someone, let me go jump in and talk back. Oh, yeah. But I don't, I don't know how credible that is. I mean, I had imaginary friends named Twinkle and Star. Nothing ever attacked me in the middle of the night. And I pushed them on the swings until I figured out that there was no back to push. <laughs> I tried to have some imaginary friends. Didn't work out very well. Well, at least you didn't open a portal into the demonic world. Yeah. My little brother does that. I think I should watch after him. Because he's a little strange to begin with. Oh, so. that's rude. I'm telling <laughs> I love Brody. Brody's the cutest. Brody is Madeline's little brother. There's nothing haunted about him. No, there's not. But he's just strange. 
<laughs> so <laughs> we've been talking about the places and uh, and the different types of haunts. Yes, and the different types of haunts. And you are listening to Voice America Kids Network, Beyond the Third Dimension. I'm Madeline. And I am Emily. So we were talking about Ouija boards, too, when you started talking about the inhuman haunts. We were. What are your thoughts on Ouija boards, Madeline? I think if there is ever a commercial for a Ouija board, it should also have little ticker tape at the bottom saying, do not try this at home. <laughs> this is one area where I absolutely agree with you. It's like, really? You, you're just inviting something into your home that you have no control over, that has a mind of its own. It's sort of like um, a dog with a bad attitude. <laughs> that mm. that was lost. You invited in, it into your home, and it tears up your couch. Except it's a little bit more creepy because it you can't see it, and it's demonic. <laughs> Some of them are. Some of them might not right. be, but um, it's just creepy. And I want to point out that it's not that I don't believe in a kind of spiritual world, but I, I don't believe in the the spooky kind of Halloweeny spiritual world that a lot of people do. So that being said. Ouija boards still scare me because that does open up into the kind of fourth dimension, if you would like to call it that, mm -hmm. that I do uh, believe in. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that that's something that should be meth messed with in any way, shape, or form. Actually, I think all of these haunts could be real. It depends on what kind of area it is, what kind of attachments might be had. There was this one place, Bobby Mackey's, uh, that was investigated and it was you, just all demonic. And at the exact same time when this huge group of people were investigating there on Ghost Adventures, they split up and you, the camera was on the host. And other groups started yelling for Zach, the host, um, saying, are you all right? And he's like, um, I'm fine. What's what's going on? We captured some EM EVPs. EVPs. There we go. I get mixed Those are, EMFs um, all the time. Before you go on. Yes. Oh, EVPs are electro electronic voice phenomenon, yes. which are, you can pick them up in a recorder that you didn't exactly hear with your ears at the time. Mm -hmm. They got a bunch of sounds saying, like in Zach's voice, screaming, guys, you gotta get over here, or guys, help. It was two different things at the exact same time from different places within the basement. And when the camera was on him, and he wasn't saying any of that, it was really creepy. That's definitely creepy. I think that would fall under the inhuman haunts. Whether, um, you know, you see all these movies. I've never actually experienced it or heard of an actual situation, but sort of like the Haunted Mansion, where there's that one scene where this one woman died in that mansion. and In then, this fictional Disney movie. Yes, in this fictional Disney movie, and we have to say that. Um, well, but, because it's kind of important that it didn't actually happen. And Yes, this is nothing... Whatever. No it's true fantasy, story. Madeline. Kind of. Sorry, go ahead. Yes. Well, I think this could fall under the vision. Residual? Yeah. Residual. Thank you. I'm just going to let you say that. Residual. Thank you. I think that you could, could fall say under a memory it. imprint. If you memory imprint. I'm just going to say that. Well, where everyone else that was in, sort of involved in that stayed behind as ghosts to linger the mansion after everyone else died at the party. Well, not at the party exactly, but that's just what happened. Personally, I think that in the Haunted Mansion, I'd probably classify that as an intelligent haunt in a way, even though it's completely ridiculous and blown out of proportion. But the residual haunting, I think it'd be less of them interfering with people and more... Um, Could be both. 
I don't know. I don't think so. I really, because residual haunting is basically, it's like if you have a projector on a wall and you're mm-hmm. watching replays of last night's football game. The football players are not going to be like, hey, look, they're watching us on a projector. Let's wave at them and say weird things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They're just going to do what was recorded on the recorder projecting on your wall. Yes. But I think more of the intelligent haunts are the people well, that come back as spirits or whatever happens to you. And they try, they they really do talk and speak into the yeah. yeah Can't that be uh, an intelligent haunt though? Because that's what inte- I just said. I thought you were talking about residual. No, the oh. intelligent haunts. Maybe I need to get more sleep. <laughs> <laughs> like the ones that say, "Okay, I'll be right there." When yeah, they don't that, detect anything. That's what anything. an intelligent haunt is. Yeah, that's just amazing. Don't you agree? Partially. So let's take a break. I'm Madeline. I'm Emily. And keep it right here. Don't change the channel. Don't press that dial. <laughs> and you Never. Are, and you are listening to Voice America Kids Beyond the Third Dimension. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. The Terrence Rogers Show will take the world by storm. The topics are sometimes newsworthy, sometimes personal, as we explore fashion, entertainment, art, and more. Host Terrence Rogers has seen a lot of life experience in his few years of life. It's this experience that allows him to bring a fresh perspective to the table, and he holds nothing back. Tune in to The Terrence Rogers Show every Monday at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Kids channel. You'll laugh, cry, and most importantly, this show will reach out and touch your life. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network wherever you go. In addition to listening live, you can check out information about your favorite talk show hosts, discover new talk show personalities, add shows to your list of favorites, and listen to all our show archives on demand. All from your iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market, and get ready to tune in. The Voice America mobile app, powered by Aircast. What is Take Two? Take two crazy hosts, put them in front of two microphones, and use your two ears to enjoy the fun. Times two. Take Two. We'll go back, way back to the favorite TV shows of our childhood. Your parents' childhood. Um, no. Uh, try again, Chris. Take two. We'll take you back to the favorite TV shows of our generation, past and present, and apply them to what's going on in our own lives. Trust us, it'll be a blast. Tune in to Take Two every Monday at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern, on the Voice America Kids channel. There is so much going on in the tech field. The Technology Show is here to sort it all out so that you know exactly what you need to get and what you should avoid. In this age of cell phones and text messaging and new discoveries every single day, you need to be informed. We'll bring you previews of new products, technology news, and help you make the right decision when you are out there buying that new MP3 player, cell phone, or mobile device. Don't do a thing until you've tuned in to The Technology Show, Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern, on Voice America Kids. What are some of the issues that kids face every day? You'll find out when you tune in to the appropriately named Today's Kids. Your hosts are here to open the doors to a forum of all kinds of issues. Nothing is off the table here, and because it's on the Voice America Kids channel, you know you're getting a kid's perspective. Tune in every Friday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time for Today's Kids. Your hosts will lead this forum of engaging conversation on Voice America Kids. 
Want to know what's going on behind the scenes with your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network host? How about what's new with our network? Make sure you check out the iRadio blog, a look at what's hot at Voice America and beyond. Visit www.iradioblog.com today. Get the inside scoop on every channel on our network, including breaking news, featured guests, blog posts from our hosts, and much more. Make sure you sign up for our newsletter for even more inside action. Visit iradioblog.com today and stay connected. We didn't invent Kid Talk, we perfected it, and at a very young age. You're listening to Voice America Kids. You're listening to Beyond the Third Dimension on Voice America Kids. Are you scared yet? Hello, and welcome back to the program on Voice America Kids Network. We are the Voice America Kids Beyond the Third Dimension. I am Madeline. And I'm Emily. And we have been talking about paranormal activity. On this program today, we have been talking about the Stanley Hotel, where Steven Spielberg got the idea for The Shining. The St. Augustine Lighthouse, where three little girls supposedly died in the construction. And also the different types of haunts and EMF detectors. Right now, though, we want to take it towards a more festive theme and talk about the origins of Halloween, which Madeline did me the great favor of studying. You're welcome. So during Solemn, the Jewish priests would find if the crops were going to last the winter. And during Solemn, Pope Gregory III established All Hallows Day to honor all spirits, the known and unknown spirits. Solemn became known as All Hallows Eve when the Europeans accepted that day as their own. But they thought there was no problem practicing their own rituals. So it ended up becoming um, Halloween, well, Hallows Eve. Mm-hmm. But that did turn into Halloween, so you were right on that point. Yes. <laughs> you know how there was that big potato famine inside of Ireland? So I've heard. It was in the 19th century. Well, that sent Ireland people to America, and here is where their traditions became mixed with our own culture. It got limited because of our culture, and the bonfires that they had on Hallow's Eve became shrunk into gourds that were carved out as lanterns which became the first jack-o'-lantern which later on we put into the pumpkin carved out faces and added hair and all that fun stuff Mm -hmm. Um, the Celts demonic disguises became the evil costumes of the modern day Halloween of course trick-or-treating is not yet known how it derived but it seemed to be from an act where poor people went from home to home and prayed for the family's dead and in return, they got small cakes. Which would make sense, because yes. the day was made to honor spirits. Mm-hmm. It's also a lot like uh, Day of the Dead in Mexico. Yes, it is. Which is when they honor their dead family members. So there's all kinds of rituals around the world that I think really got slapped into Halloween. Mm-hmm. And it's not just this one story. Like There's a lot of scary stories that you'll hear, like ghosts named Jack who walk around for all eternity carrying their little lantern, and that's the only guy they have in the darkness. Mm-hmm. There's things like that that contribute to the, the, um, the legends behind Halloween. I was talking to my friend's dad. Do you mind if I go on a little oh, bit no, about this? Oh, no, that's fine. Alone? All right. I was talking to my friend's dad about it, and he was saying, like I was talking to him because we were on our way back from Fear Farm, and he was saying how Halloween was coming up and what were we going to be. We started getting talking about why we wear costumes on Halloween. Like, why not just go around and knock on people's doors and ask for candy? Which, you know, in and of itself is creepy enough. T.O.T. stranger, give me some candy. But anyway, he said that a lot of people did it to 
once upon a time did it to ward off the spirits they thought the spirits came out on halloween and you disguised yourself so that they wouldn't recognize you as humans mm-hmm. you could blend in with them that's very that sounds good this though i this really matches it a lot i, I believe mm-hmm. Because it makes sense, because the potato famine did drive them out here. No, I agree with you. And bringing all their rituals from the 19th century into ours, it just kind of... This is definitely the more logical history of Halloween. Yeah. And it helps the idea of them putting into the gourds came from the bonfires. It does make sense, because really, on the streets of New York, you're not really going to make a bonfire with the that's in an X and do all these rituals for mm-hmm. on Hallow's Eve. So it really does make sense how it derived from it. It and does. Plus, plus carving faces into cords is strangely fun. Yeah. Even though now I have a whole big bag of pumpkin guts in my kitchen that's starting to smell. <laughs> it feels really good. Uh, yeah, well, we can't throw them away because the bag broke. Oh. We'll figure something out. It'll come to haunt you because of it. <laughs> <laughs> Don't put wet gourd juice into a pla- into a paper bag. Haunted pumpkin Don't even do seeds. it. We <laughs> are yeah, the haunted pumpkin seeds. Oh, they need to make a movie about that. I mean, they make a movie about the most ridiculous things about Halloween. Like, uh, what was that movie called? Was it Bewitched with the three ghost Hocus sisters? Pocus. Hocus Pocus. Thank you. I'm sorry. There's so many. But that was a little kind of stretching it, I think. Mm-hmm. And they do a lot with Halloween, though. It's practically a gold mine. Trying to scare us and all. So you are listening to Voice America Kids Network. This is Beyond the Third Dimension. And I am Madeline. And I'm Emily. And our topic today is paranormal activity. We are right in the middle of discussing the history of Halloween. (laughs) We have talked about the Stanley Hotel today and also the lighthouse and EMF detectors. But right now, (laughs) we really want to talk about the origin of Halloween since it is the one time of year that people recognize the creeps and really want to get scared. When I was a little uh, kid... I used to be so frightened of Halloween. Really? So frightened. What scared you the most? Uh, I think it was walking around in the dark. And when you're a kid, there's no distinction between 8 o'clock and midnight, because it was dark. That was the idea. Mm-hmm. So I'm walking around, and I'm thinking, I'm out here in a costume at midnight, and the only people protecting me are my parents, so I'm okay as long as they're here. But as soon as I'd go home, and I'd get in bed, and I'd be lying there, and it'd be dark, I'd start freaking out. You have your teddy bears to protect you, though. But that's the day when all the ghost stories that people tell you seem to come alive a little bit Mm -hmm. it's that hype that hollywood has generated and over the years just that we've grown accustomed to right right so that's also what hollywood hollywood tries to do is scare you and that also i think plays into the halloween fright like you go to the haunted um stores to buy decorations and you just see these creepy things and it's all just to scare you it I think it just throws you off of the real, the truth, and it makes people into skeptics. It's just, it's because of all the demonic toddlers that are growing two heads and that are biting hands. I literally saw that at the Spirit Halloween store. It was just creepy. You don't know creepy until you have met my Uncle Joe. Oh, yeah. I don't want to go to that house. (laughs) He is obsessed with Halloween, and... He has spent years collecting little figurines for his front yard and making this, like, giant, creepy, bloody, gory scene in front of his house every year. And there's always, like, a line of people all the way to the next house on the sidewalk at his house. Plus, he gives out giant pixie sticks. 
but that's besides the point because all this stuff goes on in his head and he spends the entire year like making he uses christmas deers that like move their heads around to make werewolves he like glues skin on there and cuts up little plastic rats and makes guts pouring from their mouths it's just oh my so gosh. creepy from what i saw at christmas time it was covered in lights i do not want to go there at halloween i'm already i haven't seen many scary movies just the um, commercials just because i don't want to get into that any more than i already am mm-hmm. my halloween decorations are just fall or fall and sort of like just a the happier side of halloween the happier side of halloween i have chains that are made out of tin foil on my door in a smiley face okay <laughs> literally i do <laughs> and little tiny tissue ghosts that are hanging from the tree that's the cute thing but my uncle J- joe there's nothing cute about his yard nothing like he has this section and it's off of his um garage because he has a three-car garage because he's rich as heck but he um he has a human meat market and there's a sign that says like the butcher and then there's a skeleton and butcher in a oh, butcher gosh. suit and this lady pushing a cart and then her there's her skeleton baby in the cart and then inside Ugh. there's all these human limbs and some of them are like screaming and moving around See, and they're hanging from the roof that's the kind of thing that i cannot stand is the demonistic kind of playing off of it trying to scare people thing i just i, I I don't, I don't know. even go there. My whole entire family's like, oh, look, it's Friday. Let's go to Joe's house. Because no, he also you. has a bar in the garage. And I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, I'll stay home. I stay home nah. and have Emily movie night. <laughs> it's yeah. a little pathetic. But, you know, who better to watch a movie with than me? <laughs> you can talk about it and discuss all the things that you want to discuss on the air about all the, oh, man, they're doing that thing with the scary face again, just trying to scare me. And you laugh at, and make, laugh at it and make jokes. <laughs> to myself. To herself. My oh. dad last night told me that talking to yourself is a sign of intelligence. I'd really like to believe this. <laughs> yeah, we talk to ourselves all the time. Well, yes, um, but mostly mainly me. Really? Unless, you know, you talk to yourself when I'm not there, which would make sense. Mm-hmm. Because if I was there, you wouldn't be. T- Never mind. I make no sense. I wonder if that has to play into the whole EMF thing. And like Talking all the, to yourself? Yeah. The electromagnetic fields um, just messing, because you know how it messes with your brain a little bit, making you think that people are touching you. If that has something has to do with messing up your brain function to where you feel the need to talk to yourself. Uh, you maybe. Think? Maybe you're just lonely. <laughs> maybe, yeah. <laughs> but that's a valid point. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. You have been listening to Voice America Kids Beyond the Third Dimension. I am Madeline. And I'm Emily. And this is Voice America Kids. We've had too much freaky fun this week. Join us for another discussion next week on Beyond the Third Dimension on the Voice America Kids channel. Tonight, make sure the doors and windows are locked extra tight. The later it gets, you're listening to Voice America Kids. The future of online TV is here. View exclusive content from your favorite talk radio hosts and new programs that you can't see anywhere else. Visit voiceamerica.tv today.